Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations. Our good friend, Mike Nelson, has been making these incredible Ghostbusters props for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, if you've been paying attention, you would know that I just got my brand new Proton Pack delivered to me at DragonCon. There's a video up on YouTube. You can see the pictures on Instagram. It is a one of a kind. I'm telling you, this is the best Proton Pack I've ever owned. It's the best Proton Pack I'm ever going to own. And Mike was super cool. He was very communicative. He talked to me. He asked me questions. I personally had the best experience I've ever had getting a prop built for me. Because let's face it, these things are special. There's a lot of detail. We're picky. Us collectors, us movie fans, we want the good stuff and Carnivorous Creations delivers. Now, he not only does Ghostbusters Proton Packs or Proton Pack Parts, he's getting into Ninja Turtles weapons coming later this year. He's got amazing prop displays, custom displays for your prop replicas. These things are huge. It's hard sometimes. You don't know how to put it on a shelf. Mike at Carnivorous Creations is going to help you get your collection where you need it to be. So... Check out CarnivorousCreations.com. That's Carnivorous with a K. You can also find them at Carnivorous Creations on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them Yes Have Some Podcasts sent you and get yourself into a brand new Ghostbusters Proton Pack. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast, episode 174 of 176. That's right. We're almost done. We've got two more to go. That's it? And that'll be it. We're done. Limited edition. We've always planned to go to 176 and stop. Yes, that's always been my plan. I'm sorry to just tell everybody today. Okay. All right. I'm going to start a spinoff. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're going to rename the podcast. It'll be called We Had It. We Had Some. Yeah. We Had, we had Some enough. Podcast. We're done. Hey, Jake, are you here? Whoa. This is the part where you walk by the camera and you like pick up a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. And you're like, hey, and you're like, and you're like, hey, remember that cool time in Terminator 2 where I wore these sunglasses? Sunglasses? Not going to put them on this time. No, not going to. And then. And then you move on. Uh, We should go ahead and say we are going to review Terminator Dark Fate Mm -hmm. probably throughout this whole pod. It'll be a multi part segment. (laughs) References. Uh, Review, you know, review, make fun of, tear apart. Uh, We're going to spoil it pretty heavily. Yeah. Or very heavily. So um, beware. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, Craig, they're aware. I want to say I hope you've (laughs) seen it. But, you know, I kind of hope you haven't because like, just let us explain it to you. It's got some moments. 
the whole, you know, point of Terminator is to like save humanity. And yeah. the best way you could do that is by not watching this movie. I'll tell you what, I'm sick of my NECA Ninja Turtles figures falling over all the time. Yeah. I'm getting rid of them. Wrath face down on uh, <laughs> a Shredder. It's a little too rough. It's a little too rough. It's a little too yeah, rough. A little too rough. Uh, well, listen, everybody, thank you for joining us this week. Before we get started, I do want to let everybody know that if you like Yes, have some podcasts. Please subscribe. If you like what you just heard. If you like what you just share heard. Share it. Like, maybe share it. I think people, I, I don't think we ask people to share it enough. We tell people to subscribe. Yes. And we ask, like, we beg people to write reviews. And those are all good things. But hey, maybe just like share the page. Like, yeah. let other people know that you're listening to it. Yeah. That post I about think us. would be a, a very nice thing to do. That'd be like for a me. good. It's almost Christmas. That's a good deal. We should do that. Like, if you're listening, just share it. Take share a the screen grab, yeah, and then put it in your social media, and then we'll repost it. Yeah, so. share it. Share force, us on Facebook. Share, us force, share you. I want you to force our views on other unsuspecting people. Like, just shove us in other people's faces. Yeah. This Please seems very it. aggressive, but I like it. Yeah, people weren't asking for it, but we should give it to them, like uh, Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> Let's give it to him. Let's give it to him. Uh, But yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Wherever you get podcasts, you can find us. iTunes, Spotify, all that. And I agree. Jake, good idea. Share us. Thank you. Share us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. Yes. That would be good. But we do appreciate everybody uh, tuning in each and every week. We didn't take a... Well, we kind of had a week off. Abby, you were yeah. Are you a little sick? Are you on the mend? Are you do yeah. Good? I'm kind of, I'm on the mend. I'm better. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, yeah, I was on a lot of Dayquil and Nyquil last week, and we did a little phone call episode, which was nice, honestly, for me, just for the routine of it. So yeah, it was yeah, good. It's good to be back. So if you want to check that out, it's in the feed. Uh, you can see it. It's in the regular YHS feed. It's called Fake Hangups. It's our series of real life, one hundred percent. Jake. Are you doing a coin? <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta go get my coin, guys. <laughs> uh, Jake I'll be right is back. You guys keep going. I'm gonna get so my coin. they've been casting all the new villains for the new Batman movie, the Matt Reeves directed uh, Batman trilogy, the Batman. And uh, look, we got Zoe Kravitz going to play Catwoman. Paul Dano is going to be playing the Riddler. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And is now, that, well, hold on. Is that confirmed or is yeah, that like it's it's real? It's real. I, and, I don't know how I feel about McConaughey and Farrell. Oh, no, no. Seems, McConaughey's fake. That's not real. That's fake. Okay. That's fake. Colin Farrell's real. Um, don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like him, but I also don't know if I dislike him either. He, uh, and, but also we got Jeffrey Wright as commissioner. Yeah. Gordon. Yeah. That's tight. And then, uh, that, and Andy, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Wright, uh, da, 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 Westworld. Westworld, Westworld, Bernard. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Yes. And then, uh, of course, uh, Andy Serkis as a CGI motion capped Alfred. You, that's, so. dude, I, yes, he's getting all the action and then they're just going to put Listen, Alfred in over him. I don't know if I told either one of you this, but over the weekend, I watched The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Back to back, but in the opposite order. Okay, before you go further, the reason I started listing off the cast is because Jacob Walsh is playing Harvey Dent with his fucking coin. Oh, I am good. I tried to get a coin fountain joke. In. <laughs> oh. 
Um, I had a. I was talking with. Can we talk about Batman for a minute? Yeah, I would. I was also, talking. Talk about we should release so, Jacob Walsh Banks from Yes Have <laughs> for all of your coins. Continue. I'm not bro. burning my face off. <laughs> I was watching. I watched The Dark Knight Rises over the weekend um, because I hadn't watched it since maybe it came out on DVD. Okay, so 2012. Um, I, yeah, I felt it deserved another watching. You know, I was talking with you about it over the weekend, Craig, and um, I still cannot believe. Uh, I, I, you know, I I didn't like it when it came out. I didn't like it when I saw it on DVD, and it's one of those things where. I've never liked it, and it's one of those like I haven't seen it in so long that I was like, well, maybe I should go. Maybe maybe I will have different feelings about it. Let me let me refresh my memory about the things I either liked or didn't like. So I, I rewatched it, and then later on that night, I ended up going back and also rewatching The Dark Knight. Now, before you go um, any further, is this something? Has there ever been a movie that you didn't like that you revisited down the line and liked it more? Like, can you think of an ha- example? Halloween, the original. I, I used I used to really hate Halloween I, mm-hmm. and, and I don't and I still don't love it, but I rewatched Halloween years ago at this point. And, and, and upon like a rewatch, I still had things about it that I think are dumb, but also like all those movies have things in them that are dumb. And I, I came out of it like appreciating it much more and, and kind of liking it. And I started watching all the sequels after that. Um, it's still like not my favorite of you know, those slasher movies, but I used to really hate just straight up hate Halloween and I would not want to watch it ever. Right. All right. So now we've set the template. Yeah. And let's not go into full detail on why we were talking about Dark Knight Rises, but it came up. It came up. It came up. It came up. I want to know. (laughs) I'll tell you off the air. I'll tell you off the air. Catwoman? What is it? That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, oh, I know why. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. I, I thought you were trying to keep I, the things from me specifically. Continue. The thing I want. The, the thing I wanted to bring up though is like I, so I still hate Dark Knight Rises and I still think it's crap. But upon my viewing of the Dark Knight, I realized a couple things. One, I think Christopher Nolan just has a bad time with like figuring out what to do with characters when he's done with them. You know, you know, like the way they dispatch Bane, they're just like they they build Bane up through that entire movie. Yeah. He's like the only person to ever defeat Batman, even though this Batman hasn't done a, a lot. He, they just shoot him and he's done, you know, and it's in the like the weirdest, most anticlimactic way. They, they just he, he's done. And then when I went back and watched um, The Dark Knight. They kind of do the same thing with the Joker and Two-Face in that movie. Like, they don't kill off the Joker, but they definitely just hang him up by his legs and then just leave him and never cut back to him again. And I'm like, oh, okay. he he's they hung him up by his legs. He's defeated. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't have a way to get himself down. Doesn't he have knives in his shoes? Like, w- w- there's no way he's not just, that's it. Um, also, Harvey Dent, he just falls off a fucking ledge. It's like... I think that Christopher Nolan just doesn't know how to how to end things. He doesn't know what to do with his characters once he's gotten to a point where he's like, "All right, we're done." In a with satisfying all, way, from what it sounds, yeah, like. in a satisfying way. All like all three of those characters just 
it's like let's build him up the whole movie. Then like Harvey, well, he just he just fell. He's done. He fell. He died. Like it is just mm-hmm. super anticlimactic. Another thing that I think I realized about the Dark Knight is that I I still think that's a, a pretty great movie, even though it's got a lot of. Uh... I was talking about this with uh, Ryan Dole and um, John Urquaba earlier, and it's like. There's a there are a lot of things that don't make sense in the Dark Knight, but you overlook a lot of that stuff because the rest of the movie is so good. Okay, but I I think I realized that the whole like Harvey Dent Two Face plot and like what the Joker like sets up, like you know, you you find out like his whole purpose is to make Harvey Dent a bad guy, basically, and I think. I think the whole movie hinges on that. I don't I think that is more compelling than the Joker. And it's so well done. I feel like if they even if they would have had the Joker played by um that dude and they took out the Harvey Dent stuff, I don't think it would be as good of a movie. Like that's the to me that is the real like meat of the film is is like Harvey Dent's transformation from White Knight to Two-Face. Like that is the tragic. Well, part yeah. Of the- no, I agree with that. I mean, the the, uh, the plot of the Dark Knight Rises is a continuation of what happened with Harvey Dent, how he was held up as a hero, even though he he wasn't at the end, and nobody mm-hmm. knew that. I mean, um, it's weird because I really do love both of those movies, and I guess when you love a movie, sometimes you can overlook some of that stuff. Like, yeah. I don't. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially I, if it makes you feel like positively, there's things that you like so much about it that it makes positively. you positively positively. But yeah, it, uh, it'll can blur your listen. Like, it's like my old friend Alfred said: "There's a prison in the more ancient part of the world." <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I well, let's do it. Are we doing this? Okay. Dude, I think we should do like um, a dedicated watching of the Christopher Nolan movies and I, talking about. It. I do have some. I, I have to go back. Here's the thing: I love. Let's. I don't care about Dark Knight's the Dark Knight. Let's talk about Dark Knight Rises. Most people seem to. Everybody really, generally loves Dark Knight. We don't yeah, have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Dark Knight Rises has more. Dark Knight Rises is a little bit more on the. Uh, uh, there's uh, dissenting opinions. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let me tell mm-hmm. you why I like the movie. Okay. Uh, dude. All right. First I've been of all, dying to hear this forever. So Bane. Bane's fucking cool, dude. Because it's just like <laughs> this is my life. He's like thinking. ripped. <laughs> You know? Okay. Uh, I really... My issues with Dark Knight Rises are basically the last 10 minutes of the movie. No. Uh, the Talia al Ghul reveal and how that plays out is not great. Nope. Um The... And what you just said about Bane... Uh, I, mm-hmm. I get what they were trying to do. Like, he was basically just, like, so in love with her and all that stuff. But it's just... I really think that movie specifically, and I don't always say this because uh, a long movie for the purpose of being long is annoying. I think that movie probably needed to be split into two because it's really hard to tell a story of Batman getting his back broken and being taken to a prison on the opposite end of the world while Gotham falls under mm-hmm. the spell it's, of crime and then Batman returning in like 30 minutes. It's super fast. Yeah, it's it's two hours and 45 minutes long. And Dude, it could know, have been two movies and ending with a backbreaking and then like... Yeah, but it also... Yeah, or it also just could have had some stuff cut because it... 
there are I remember before that movie came out getting excited that um that Matthew Modine was going to be in it. I really, I really like him, you know, and they were like, Matthew Modine's going to be in Dark Knight Rises. And he is, but his character is so underdeveloped and randomly placed in there. And they like, they, they'll cut to him. Like they, they tried to make a point to give that character a plot line, but it seems so pointless. It's like, he's like a jerk. Do you know which character he even, do you even remember who he is? Is he the senator who like, he's a cop. He's a cop, but okay. he's like a jerk, and he's always talking shit about uh, Commissioner Gore. He's like, they're, he's the guy who's like, they're going to get gotcha. rid of Commissioner Gore. Like, mm-hmm. and then he, uh, whenever, whenever the whole thing happens, and the cops are, um, the cops are like, you know, kind of rising up. He like doesn't want to help, and and uh, Gordon like goes to his house, and he's like, I'm staying in here with my family. But then he ends up coming out anyway, and then he dies. It's like you're, so, it's like he's supposed to have this kind of like arc where he's a jerk he's a coward but then he stands up to bane in the end and then just gets killed off screen for it and it's like they just cut him out completely it's pointless it doesn't matter to the entire plot and there's there's like multiple things like that in the movie they just don't need to be in there so my biggest issue with it like i really like joseph gordon levitt in that movie and I, it's very obvious, like halfway through the movie, that you're like, "Oh, this is Robin." Um, it's yeah. so painfully obvious, and I hated the way at the end it was like this little tongue in cheek, like, like, don't say his name was fucking Robin. She should be like, "Oh, my name, my real name's Dick Grayson." Like, that, it's like a little yeah. thing. It's yeah. a little his thing, but it it, it is annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love that. Here's the thing, though. I really. I really like the Dark Knight trilogy as a whole. I have a, a strong bond with those movies. I rewatch them all of the time uh, or fairly frequently. Um, I think Anne Hathaway is really good in that movie. And I think Tom Hardy's really good in that movie. And I think Christian Bale is really good in that movie. Like, there's a lot of really great performances that I think, you know, some of the story stuff might not be. Yeah. I, I, I think I think Tom Hardy's good as Bane. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I Anne Hathaway. Was- I like I like Anne Hathaway, and I don't think she's I don't think her as an actor is particularly bad, but I think the role of Catwoman is very poorly written. Um, it's also like, oh, what was I? I don't even know. There's so many weird the things that are the the plot things. Uh, the timelines are really weird, and having like. To me, like having Batman, like he hasn't been Batman for eight years. And then they like specifically say that he hasn't been Batman since Harvey Dent. So that's eight year span. Right, right. Batman. So how how much time is in between Batman Begins and the Dark Knight? Because at the end of Batman Begins, they find. It's not that. It's probably like less than a year. Yeah, so isn't that kind of weird that Batman becomes Batman and then like less than two years later he's just like I'm done I'm I'm so done being Batman and then when we cut to him eight years later he can't walk he's like like you were barely fucking Batman you fought you were the barely Joker. Batman he was he fought the Joker and Ra's al Ghul and Ra's al Ghul was like his first like that was that was day three of being Batman. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like he's barely Batman, and we're supposed to believe he's this like hardened cripple. old cripple. No, it just doesn't. Like none of that shit makes sense. Like all it's all weird. 
I will give you that there's oh, some of this movie there is sucks. Some, this movie sucks. This so movie I can't sucks. say that because it's I really love it. Mm. Do you ever have a movie though, like real talk? Do you ever just have a movie that in spite of its flaws, you're just like, I love it. Like sometimes you just have that. And like like we've been talking a lot about hmm. Twister hmm. and Congo. I don't know. Probably probably. Like, I mean, I'm sure that there are I think yeah. part of it is like I think part Hello? of it is like Because you're so Enamored Hello? with the. Can you hear us? Hello. Hello. Do we lose you? Hold on. Matthew Modine. He's gone. Well, let's keep talking. He'll be back. I have I nothing. I bet you I didn't be know back. we were going to have an impromptu Dark Knight discussion. What I'm saying is sometimes you just love a movie. Yeah. And even if it like. Sometimes the performances you can fall in love with and enjoy watching, or they can move you, or you can relate to characters or something. I can understand that. Exactly. Hey, let's try to get Jake back. Yeah. Now. I'm going to argue with him. I was about to say that about Dark Fate, but I figured Jake would quit the podcast. Back. Okay, Jake, Jake did back. not quit the podcast. Jake did not quit the podcast. He's back. Um, but like sometimes there's just a, like, I think there's this thing and we don't, I know we all do this. Like sometimes there's a movie and you think like, okay, the Dark Knight Rises, it's supposed to be this thing, but it, it, it's not, it's supposed to be the grand finale to this legendary trilogy and the most, uh, you know, real, whatever, whatever, like things are kind of put on it outside of the scope of the actual movie. Mm-hmm. But sometimes with a movie and we all have movies like this, like, like I was just saying about like nineties movies that might be like cheesy or have plot holes, but that sometimes you still love yeah. them. Yeah. I yeah. Understand. But here's, but, but there's, I understand that too. And I know that I like a lot of movies that are not great. Like I know that, but here's the difference. Batman begins is great. The dark Knight is maybe the best superhero movie ever. Maybe, arguably. Like, people can easily make that argument, and it's hard for you to be like, you're wrong, because it is one of the best. It just is. Right. And then there's a third one. And it's like, if the if, if the Dark Knight Rises was its own movie and not the third movie in a trilogy and didn't have, like, two really good setups to it, then, yeah, I wouldn't... The things that are dumb in it wouldn't wouldn't be as big of a problem. But there's two almost perfect films before it. Expectation level. Yeah, yeah, but I think like your again, expectations are so crazy. So it's like, hey, I don't know. It's just like it makes it it makes it worse. Hey, you know what? This is can I tell you a it's like dumb it sours thing? the batch, yeah. Continue. Can I tell you just a dumb thing that was in my mind the whole time? And this is one of those things that doesn't this is one of those things that like kind of doesn't make sense, but you don't really care about it. But the whole time I watched both movies all I could think about was the bat pod, you know, like the motorcycle, how the two, how the front tire, if he does like a quick turn, the tire rolls. Yeah. It like mm-hmm. roll, but it's got guns on it. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like See, if it's got guns, like, if it's got guns, I know this isn't a, this is a dumb thing. Okay, this is just I was what was in like my Batman 89. Like he presses about. a button I, this, and the whole shield no, comes yeah, over yeah. the car. I was, I was talking to, I was talking to Ryan and, and, um, and uh, John about it today. And we were, we were pointing out all the things that don't make sense in those movies, but, but they're also things we don't care about. Uh, John pointed out that the whole thing, the whole thing where he gets the, uh, the fingerprint off the bullet makes no sense at all. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. But people accept it because the rest of the movie's so good. The tire thing is also one of those things, right. but it, it, it was like, it was messing with me so much that I looked it up and saw that there are other people who were like, 
if a tire <laughs> flipped like that and it had something like a gun protruding off it, yeah, one roll that motorcycle would throw you fucking like it just would not. Yeah. I think it's, I don't I, know, it's that's such just, a dumb thing to get hung up on, but, but, but it's not because here's the thing, you know, sometimes when you don't, when you love a movie, you love a movie and sometimes it's unconditional. Sometimes when you don't like a movie, it, you're like, not only do I not like, well, and we're going to talk about Terminator dark fate here in a bit. It's like, I didn't like it. And also here's 20 other things that even make it worse. Right. Like, well, those things do start to add up. If there's things that are incongruent or that right. don't make physical sense, like with the laws of physics or whatever. But the thing is, I can't sit off. here and div- I'm not going to sit here and be like, listen, Dark Knight Rises lifted a lot of story points from famous Batman comic arcs, including uh, Nightfall being the biggest one with with Bane breaking his back and No Man's Land and, and, and you know, oh, several others. So... I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it was the most well-executed story and the perfect fight. I just like it, and I like it a lot because it entertains me. And sometimes with a movie, that's cool. Yeah. It's cool to be entertained. Um, I think all the stuff, going back, and we can finish this up because we're way off topic, but I do think build the whole movie up to a battle between Batman and Bane. Make that battle even bigger and more intense. End the movie with Batman's back being broken and him being thrown into that Mm -hmm. prison one year later you have a whole nother movie of the first half of the movie is batman recovering while gotham falls apart and you can have all this whole rogues gallery taking over gotham and like some of the stuff they did like with uh uh scarecrow kind of being the judge jury and execute like all that that, those were like cool concepts that didn't get a lot of screen time because there was just so much packed in to that whole movie and listen why it just didn't exist in 2012 so sometimes we have to spend 40 minutes reviewing all the it's okay people want to hear it it's great i I like that um so listen we're gonna get um uh plus joaquin phoenix am i right sorry uh uh (laughs) we're going to be talking about terminator (laughs) you want to know i got these scars no who cares um I'm can on a motorcycle. I've got a backpack. My name's Bane. <laughs> See, I can make fun of stuff I like. Okay. We're going to talk about Dark Knight. No, we're not. Dark Fate. <laughs> Dark Fate Rises. Uh, Close enough. Of the Terminator. We're, we're going to talk about Saga. that. But it's been a couple weeks. I know we've been buying a lot of stuff. We got. I want... I would like to do a weekly segment where we cover all of our uh, pickups and purchases. If somebody wants to come up with a really cool name for the segment, that's not just what'd you get. What? What? Wait, buy? but hold on. Should we do our um, real quick though? We should probably. I, I don't want to get us like too super off topic. But we should probably do our trail trailer watch segment. Oh, oh shit, yo, we have a lot to say. First of yeah. all, there's you a talking lot. about the Ghostbusters 2020 trailer watch? Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip mm-hmm. who gave us a shout out for our trailer watch segment. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Apparently all the Ghostbusters related podcasts are anticipating some sort of new trailer for, I guess there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, so right now the segment, by the way, this lit the world on fire last week. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it is. We had people calling and requesting this. I called a radio station <laughs> requested it. Uh, <laughs> You dropped right off now, your little CD. Before we get to our new segment that we haven't named, where we 
talk about all the stuff we bought and regretted or didn't regret. Uh, it's the Ghostbusters 2020 YHS trailer watch. Here we go. Thank you very much, everybody. So you've heard this music, right? You've heard the song. Let mm-hmm. me ask you the question. Is the okay. Ghostbusters 2020 trailer out? No. No. All right, cool. Um, so uh, we will keep everybody updated, though. We will find reasons to play that song sure. as much as possible. Oh, honestly, yeah, that trailer, trailer, trailer. I should do a live trailer. version. Yeah. You Dude, just did? Why just in concert? I've been waiting for it <laughs> for a long time. Growing up in a fishbowl. Jake plays the coin. <laughs> Jake plays the coin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jake on coin. Oh, uh, yeah. All of our son. On the coin. Uh, Jake. Abby on the desk. Knocking shit over. All right, so let's talk about this. I know we've been buying a lot of stuff. Jake, you yeah. took to the YHS Instagram today, which is at YHS Podcast. Give that a little bit of a follow. And, share uh, it. Share Don't it. Don't just follow it. Share it. Like, share. Uh, it's Thanksgiving almost. You know, share. Uh, by the way, Dr. Sleep comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at share it Dr. advertised on every website on my computer right now. And I'm very stressed because because of circumstances, I may not be able to see it tomorrow night in theaters. So I'm going to have to probably see it Friday morning. And I don't know how I'm going to go to bed. Uh, oh, so like not a real fan. Then, Jake, huh? I know. That's fine. I'm ready to quit no, my cool. job. Like, if I have to, I mean, to see this movie dude, tomorrow night, I'm ready. Did you see that? Stevie it's okay. King? I just thought. Hey, Jake, like, real quick. Before we get to our purchases. Before we get to these purchases. Hold on. Hold on. I, Hey, uh-uh. you're talking to someone who had to get the original first edition of Cujo mailed to her because I couldn't read the fucking paperback because I needed the original. Why, wait, hold on. Why, did, why, why couldn't you read the paperback? Because I don't like it. Because it oh, it's not me. because it's not because you didn't care about it and you just left it in a hotel somewhere because you're not I, a real I, thief. That was stolen from me. Some <laughs> book thief. The book thief went to my car and rifled through it and Have stole we it. About this? So they, people, the people know about my break-in at the MC Suites in Orlando. God, I love the thought of somebody who broke into 20 cars yeah. in a bunch of hotels was just like, oh, I'm taking this Cujo. Oh, I'm going to take this. <laughs> That's amazing. Like they're, either they're educated enough to know that it's worth some money or they're interested yeah, it's worth 20 in bucks. some reading. It's like, <laughs> all right. It's, I'm just imagining. <laughs> hold on. It's the two guys from Batman 89 and they're, they're rifling through all the <laughs> stuff. Hey, uh, American Express. That ain't the king. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, no, it's the first edition. Wait, no, wait, dude. They're reading. They're reading. Like they're reading Cujo, and they're like, uh, "Well, how did Cujo get the rabies?" And he's like, "Well, it ain't no bat." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I've like, always said he's just like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I started reading it, that ain't what I heard. I heard the bat got him. <laughs> you should have took a gun on the kid, man. 
I feel better about having my car broken into thinking it was those people. Hey, mister, give me a dollar. Uh, so, yes, they stole your first edition of Kuja, but now you got Either hit. that or it was left in the hotel under a pillow or somewhere. Either way, yeah, I had to get... You that's, left the more under your like, pillow. that's the more Dude. likely scenario. Hoping yeah. that the Stephen King fairy would come and bring you a present. Yeah, give me like a better <laughs> copy. But the one I got, wake by up the way... A, you wake up and there's a rabid dog in your bed. Fuck, dude. <laughs> hey, but listen. Real talk. Stephen King said, and fi- thank God for this, that Dr. Sleep redeems The Shining. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hold on. Can uh, I can't we, wait to hear Jake's thought. Jesus Christ. Let me talk about Stephen King for a minute. I love Stephen King to death. But also, I don't know if he has something in his contract or just something. Maybe it's just the fact that he loves what he does and he just loves that people make. I have heard him talk about before that he does not care about adaptations. He like loves them no matter what they change. The only adaptation he has ever talked shit about is the shining like it. That's the only one. Arguably the and, best adaptation. And and if he wants to talk, like I, I think that Stephen King has every right. I think Stanley Kubrick's the shining is a masterpiece. It's beautiful. It's a really weird adaptation of the story, but it is an adaptation of the story. But I believe the writer of the book has like, he has a little bit of, if he wants to be mad about it, then he has every right to, but also Stephen King has not said a bad thing about any Stephen King based movie ever. And there are some really bad ones out there. So like whenever a new movie comes out and he gives it his praise to me, that is not enough. Like that's not saying anything because he gives us praise to all of them. Right. Having said that, we're all going to be seeing Dr. Sleep and reviewing it next week. Yeah. Stay tuned for more from yes. Have some Stephen King podcast. Um, okay, cool. Let's talk about what just, we got. I just want to do that Bane voice some more. Cool. Talk about your Congo toys on Instagram, but in, as Bane. Cool. Yes. So we just talk about the Congo toys, I guess. Yeah. Harvey, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. Batman. Um, my, my last thought on Doctor Sleep. Can I even say it? it's not a spoiler? I do just, it. Batman, I'm excited you say? to see why Stephen so King thinks that. This fucking week. I have a feeling there's going to be some Wendy Torrance stuff that maybe. Whoa! I can say Wendy. I can say your name. I have a feeling there could be something. I don't hey, know that they. I mean, they. That. That's redemptive. Th- they. It's not. It's not a. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, it's not. It's not like a secret that there is a Wendy Torrance cast. You know, so yeah. who knows? Who knows? And yeah. what? Um, capacity she's in it but she's definitely in it yeah cool um back to congo i'm excited about dr sleep yeah we're all over the place holy Dude, shit yeah. they should call That's we should change from, well it was that sick lineup hey, that you gave us in a, a text that had like three sentences in it yhs to add <laughs> yhs dd hey if i if we want to get more off topic i would i braved do you know how brave i am you know what i did today tell us What'd you do? I went to Popeye's and got a chicken sandwich. Dude. And I lived to tell the tale. Yeah. People... Is that still a thing? Craig, there were cops there. I didn't go with Craig. You haven't heard? I was taking a nap. They brought it no, back. I don't... It came back. Oh, yeah. You don't give a fuck. It came back I this don't... Sunday. And yesterday in Maryland, somebody was stabbed and killed. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Over so, chicken? 
Like, were they aiming for the sandwich? That makes, I don't, <laughs> un, like, that's a lot of violence. He's just trying to cut my sandwich. I just cut it in half. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, I had the sandwich. Great. Was it? Was it worth it? I mean, was it better than Dark Knight Rises? Is it any different than any other fried chicken sandwich that you've ever had? It, I mean, it was pretty damn good. But, like, here's the thing. I didn't. Yeah, but isn't every chicken sandwich pretty damn good when you're eating it? Most of them are good. Hmm. I've had a bad See? one, like, at school. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Jake, let's talk Congo. Yeah. You talked you about it a couple about weeks food? ago. You're getting into these figures. What's the update? I, all right. So I have been. It's it's kind of perfect timing, honestly, because I started, I think it was probably two, maybe two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. I just started like we talked about it on the show where Congo and Twister both have always been just some of my favorite films. But they for some reason lately, they both kicked up for me and I decided, you know what, I'm going to get this Congo line. So I did. And I bought the whole thing. I bought the entire Congo. It's not a very big line. It's a it's nine figures, and then there are two um, vehicles. And I just got the last vehicle in today. It took me a little bit longer to get the last vehicle because um, there are less of them around, and the prices on the vehicle was a little higher. Like it's it's a higher price. Which is it? The net trap. The net trap. It's the bigger. There's two vehicles. One's kind of small. The net trap is just a repainted uh, Jurassic Park Series Two figure. <laughs> it's like it's either a Jurassic Park or it's or it's a, the Lost World Jurassic Park. Um, it's like the same vehicle. It's just repainted. But uh, yeah, it's a bit. It's the bigger of the two, and and the price on it goes a little more. And but it, it came in today. I also figured out um, just by doing some eBay searches that. Um, Fujifilm did like a mail away for an exclusive Congo figure. I think they used to point. do that a lot because did Fuji did a uh, there's a Ghostbusters the Ecto- two yeah Ecto yeah the Ecto two yeah. that came with yeah yeah they 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 definitely did so I found out that that was a thing and uh, I picked one of those up um, and it it looks I haven't fully inspected it but I think it's just the same as one of the other figures but repainted it's like a repaint okay. Um, <clears throat> but I got the entire line. I have I've also bought some other random I, I've gone full in on Congo. I have bought like a handheld game. I bought a watch display that I ended up getting into a little bit of an eBay dispute over and leaving <laughs> some bad feedback. Um, I bought I bought like no, a collector's on. cup can't. with Amy's head. That's all you get. No, I got we gotta no, hear I the story. Ordered, I hear about- <sighs> it's a- so I ordered Okay, I found so Burger King did Congo watches and there were three of them. And I found somebody selling the display where it's like Congo movie, you know, one fifty nine with purchase of food. And it has like the little clear plastic window with the watches inside. Um, I at first I they had like a best offer thing and I offered I, I sent in an offer. I waited like a whole day, didn't get a response, and then I just bought it outright because it was a pretty good price either way. A couple days go by, no shipping information, uh, and then I get a message from the seller, and it was like, hey, this is damaged. I'm just going to refund you. No. And I was like super annoyed, and I was like, well, I how did it get damaged? I, I, I sent them a message. I was like, damaged how? Can you send me pictures? Are you still sending it to me? Let me see it. I was like, don't don't refund it yet. I want to see it first. Um, cause I was like, if it's just a little damage, whatever, I'll take it anyway. I, I figured there's not a lot of people out there selling 
Burger King Congo watch displays, and I fucking want it. Yeah, so, take what you can get. Yeah, so like another right. I send them like I'm on my phone when I get that message from them, and I send them that message immediately. Um, another day goes by, my money gets refunded. Another day goes by, and I'm like, they're not even going to reply to my message. Um, so I gave them some bad feedback. Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't like. I was honest about the feedback and I didn't give them like the worst feedback you could give them, but I just said what happened. And I was like, that's kind of a crappy way to, yeah, that's yeah. They were just, that's they a were, purchase tease. They were a hundred percent lying to you, by the way. What do you mean? You think they never had it to begin with? Or? They, no, they had it. They just probably so, figured out a way to sell it for more uh-huh. somehow. Yeah. And, and they just lied to you. Got it. Um, yeah, it was it was just annoying. But anyway, I my depression for not getting the watch display mm-hmm. just caused me to buy other Congo stuff. And I okay. and I, I still have a couple things coming in. I have uh, um, I don't even remember. I have bought so much Congo shit. Yeah, the, the, the you got some. Abby's got some. Feelings I got about. some thoughts because I know you bought something that I had my eyes on, which is the, uh, the Amy <laughs> with the backpack. That's like the stuffed one that there was I only did. one of. I did, but listen, Abby, no, I I'm had not my listen. eyes on it first. You know what, Jake? I will trade you one Ray Bradbury dinosaur book for that. <laughs> that I I think you might want. Um, I'm so Hell sad, no. dude. I was messaging Craig all my Hell eBay no. pictures of the uh, Congo stuff that I was looking at, and that plush Amy. I was the exact same one let that me, you were looking at, and I was let like, me, "My birthday's coming up." Continue. So that 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 Amy, that specific one. Um, as soon as I found that, like I I found that the day that I started buying the Congo toys, um, and. As soon as I saw that that was a thing, it's not a part of like the Kenner line or anything. It's just it just is a plush. It's like a good size plush. It has a backpack. It's got the no um, fear patch. The, on it. the gloves. It's got the little uh, the little glove. And I I'd seen there's a couple on eBay. They're all kind of expensive, and a lot of them are either missing the backpack or the packaging. I found that one specific one that is complete has everything and they had a um they had it up for $15 starting bid but the shipping on it was $65 uh, and i i put it in my watch list and it ran out and nobody got it and i was like i'm not going to bid on it with with $65 shipping yeah. so the minute it ran out i was watching it when it ran out cuz i wanted to see if anybody was going to pick it up nobody did so I messaged that eBay seller and I was like, hey, I was watching your Amy. It's sold. I want it. But your shipping said $65. And I tried to get him to come to like I was like, if there's a certain price you want for it, let me know and I'll, I'll just pay you for it. And he told me I'm going to put it back up later this month. Hmm. And then he also he and so I waited. I kept checking. I had that like a uh, listing saved in my search. It popped up. I was like, okay, this is the same guy. Fifteen dollars starting bid, sixty-five dollars to ship. So I messaged him again. And I said, hey, why is your shipping sixty-five dollars? And he realized, like, I ended up kind of helping the guy out. He realized he had done something wrong, and he didn't know that the shipping was like that. And I'm like, mm. that's why nobody, like, I'm like, first of all, there's not a whole lot of people looking for this, but nobody's going to pay sixty-five dollars. Just shipping. you and your very close friend Abigail Gardner. Yeah, there's but two then, people but looking. Then, for <laughs> But after that happened, after that happened, 
Craig sent me the listing and I called you, Craig, and I was like, I have literally been talking back and forth with that guy about that specific one for a week now. <laughs> I was like, I was already watching it. And I told Craig, I was like, Craig, that one is mine. I've seen this one first. Mm-hmm. This one is mine. Yeah. Okay. I'm and just going to wait mine. till my birthday for you to, you know, hey, give it to me. All is fair. <laughs> very, uh, all is fair. Wait for wait. your birthday to be very no. disappointed. Jake, this is what I propose. Yeah, you're not getting Similar it. to Big like, Daddy. Yeah, you're not getting it. Shush. I want to have a custody <laughs> battle because Let's talk between the two of us, I think you'd be a good father, but I think that I should have her on weekends or holidays <laughs> at least. No. Father's rights. Mm-hmm. I learned all about it the last couple <laughs> of years. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, we did talk about cutting wrestling promos, though, where I talk about how I'm going to come for the for the plush Amy. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. nothing's going to stop me from getting her. Yeah. Hey, man. Except for a sixty-five dollars shipping fee. eBay is a- goes on and the beat goes on. Yeah. <laughs> eBay is a battlefield, man. Yeah. Um, I get it. I I I, I listen. Uh, well, let's keep going, Jake. So you got all this Congo stuff. You you. Uh, you know, yeah. You, so today, today the Jake's line, getting caught I, up in the 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 Congo hype that's been taking yeah, the nation dude, by storm. I've been finding all the, it's exciting. I've been finding a lot of Congo stuff. I've watched the movie so many times. I'm like, am I about to read this book? I think I am. The book I own it. I've never read it. Uh, hey, you know, I you found have? this. Craig. What? <laughs> I actually Craig's have. Read I've read Congo. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at me. Uh, yeah, I got the entire Kenner line. It's all mint and packaging. Um. And I think I'm going to open it. I, I don't like, you know, you guys know about my issue with opening toys, even like even toys that are not that don't mean anything to me or it's just hard for me to open packaging. It's just like I have a mental block. But the Congo <laughs> yeah. toys, I know I know they'll look good on a detoff. I know they'll look amazing in there. They're not rare. They're all over the place. They're, it's the cheapest toy line I've ever bought. I bought the entire toy line for I think under a hundred dollars. Like it's not, it's not going up and you know. Like I, I just think I'm going to open it all, and I think I'm probably going to need the two of you there when it happens. Yeah. Because I think I'm gonna, I, I think I'm gonna have to be talked through it. I might cry, dude. I I might have a break. Like Jake, opening I'll bring an my therapist. Toy line, opening entire toy line, mm-hmm. ten, nine figures in two vehicles. I, I'm going to have a breakdown. So, but here's the cool part. So breakdown the the vehicles you can open very carefully and still keep the boxes, which will display very well. And yeah. like you said, they're cheap. So once you have the whole line. Loose just and displayed, then you're just gonna buy it again because you're insane. Buy it again. I am insane, Craig. You were you were telling me uh, there was something that we both bought. I can't remember what it is. Oh, those Jurassic Park legacy figures. And you said something that I thought was really funny to me. You were like, I was talking about taking them out of the packaging because the packaging doesn't have to be destroyed. You can just open it. Yeah. And you were and you were like, you were you said. So you're telling me that you're going to keep those boxes. <laughs> and I said, and I said, yes. And you were like, we are just not the same kind of collector. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I ripped mine to shreds. I will say the packaging on those figures is beautiful. It's like a black with like the amber accents. Like um, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. made the decision a while back that like for my displayability and like for, for spatial issues, like it just doesn't make sense. And the other thing is like, 
most for the most part figures look better out of the package. Yeah. For the most part, not always, but for the most part. Yeah. yeah, you can appreciate things I think a little bit more, especially with the way that you have um the shelves inside Detoffs and, oh. and everything. Lit. Hey, what was that Detoff meme going around that you told me about? Dude, someone put it in group therapy about um like someone's son being named Detoff because he's like, "Why is my sister named Daisy?" It's like, "Cuz your mom loves Daisy." <laughs> And then he's like, well, what about me? And it's like, be quiet, Detoff. I love that. So I think I'm butchering it, but it's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, dude. I'm thinking about naming my son Detoff. Oh. Or maybe uh, Dark Knight Rises. One of those. Oh, God. Um, God. So, man, I picked some Name stuff. Mine, Amy. Jake, have you picked up anything else recently? Um, I guess it's just God, been a long Probably. I got, I'm trying to think. I got a, I did get that Ghostbusters 2 slimed variant print. That was a, that New York was it New York Comic Con? Um, I got that in the mail. I have bought so much. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think. I bought some like original art from somebody. I don't. I, nothing like as far as figures and toy. Are you guys okay? Are you guys okay? Yeah, I'm looking at a 20 inch Amy Gorilla plush toy with backpack from Congo by Kander Hasbro, 1995 for a hundred dollars on eBay right now, and I'm about to buy it. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. It doesn't even have the. Is that complete? It doesn't have a package. It looks like it's out. Well, you should go to Etsy and look for the the production used Amy oh, mask. Wait. I see. I see what you're looking at. Okay, that is the one. Okay, uh, that's the same one. It has the backpack, but it doesn't have the hand. It doesn't have the glove or the package. Oh, okay. I actually, I actually also had the thing up because I was like, let me just buy this for Abby. Oh Jay, my god! That's so, I was gonna buy you the Congo toys too. That's so nice. I was gonna buy shit. For <laughs> Jake, it's, our problems could all be solved if we just traded toys like we regularly. Toys. It's like yeah. you have this for a little while, then I'll have it. So, um, <laughs> well, I've gotten some stuff since our last episode. So let me run down yeah, this real quick. What you got? What you got? So, guys, something happened. I am one of those people. I go through phases, right? I got re- I get really into stuff, and then it passes, and I move on to other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I thought Power Rangers would be over by now. Mm-hmm. It's not. I still Uh-oh. love it. I don't think it ever ends. I think you just like. It becomes a part of you, and then you add a new part with a new interest. I mean, because you bought these Rocky figures, and you told me you're like, oh, spoilers, mother oh, of so, God! I didn't know you were going into that. You didn't know I was going to talk gonna about. Make them? a point about how you made a big statement about how my Rocky phase was over, and I was like, no, it's not over. I've just moved on to other things. It's always present. So let me talk about Power Rangers real quick. Keep. I've been watching it. I watched the movie, the old, uh, the second movie. The mm-hmm. Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Mm-hmm. Turbo, a Power, I watched a lot, of or that as I too. called it, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, a Star Wars story, uh, and uh, it was terrible, and I loved it, and uh, my girl was in it, Amy Jo, Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah, and then they also have a kid Power Ranger who's like Justin Ten. Yeah, he sucks. John Dracaber was telling us how when that show started, the fan base was very upset about Justin becoming a Power Ranger. Because <laughs> he's a kid. So he's a kid who's driving a vehicle. And also, he Jordan, doesn't deserve he, it. Hey, also, when he becomes a Power Ranger, he's the same height as everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he gets tall. He get, I love oh, the idea look, of he's him. got Power Ranger. He's a Power Ranger. He grew four inches. Um <laughs> So let me tell you what I picked up. I did, I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned this. I did get the uh, the Power Dome, uh, or as uh, Ryan Dole referred to Zoltan. Zoltan. Ah, uh, Zoltar. Jordash's uh, Power Castle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So I got the Power Dome complete. Uh, it's beautiful. I got some figures for it. Did come with Alpha Five. Uh, it really is cool looking. I really like it. It's a cool little playset. Um, and then I was at Dave's Comics. You guys know Dave's Comics. Mm-hmm. We know Dave. <laughs> we know about Dave. We know about his uh, family of employees, <laughs> <laughs> or at least just the one guy. That we, won't, uh, we won't go there. Uh, I'm not for the first time ever, Dave. He sold me some stuff. I know what Dave did. He did a face turn, much like the uh, employee at Full Circle Toys did to Jake when he was like, I'll take all the dino riders. So it's like, oh, Dave had some of the leg. I think, by the way, I think he's Dave. It's Dave's comics and he's the guy who owns it. That's Dave. That's Dave. Yeah, that Uh, guy bowls. (laughs) So I got three of the legacy Zords. So for those who don't know, uh, over the past couple years before Hasbro took over the license from Bandai, there was this legacy collection for the Power Rangers line. This stuff was very available at Toys R Us. And like an idiot, I walked past it all the time because I was too busy chasing down Jillian Holtzman figures and squishy Slimers Mm -hmm. to realize that everything I needed was right over there in the Power Rangers section. Uh, So they had this whole legacy line where they remade some of the original figures and some of the original Zords. So I got the White Tiger Megazord, or the White Tiger Zord. Uh, and then I've got the Deluxe Megazord and the Dragon Zord. The cool thing is the Megazord and the Dragon Zord I got are the like limited edition black and gold variants. Uh, and they're beautiful. Like I got a good deal on them. But what yeah. I said was I was just looking at them in my head. This is exactly how the thought process went. In my head, I went, man, I can't get these today. They're a little pricey. And then Dave walked by and went, I know you want those Power Rangers. And in my head, I went, damn you, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. You knew it. You saw me lusting. I had lust in my eyes. Uh, uh, So, yeah, I got these. Dude, Dave knows. Dave has seen me looking through this. He had a a big stash. That's why it's Dave's comments. He's like, hey, those are all first editions. They weren't. I got really mad. But anyways. uh, so <laughs> the book thief needs to go to Dave's and be like, these aren't first editions. Bookman. Yeah. Bookman is going to catch the book thief yeah. from Florida. Continue. Uh, oh, we need to get Bookman on the case. Dude. Yes. What? His name's Bookman. Uh, <laughs> long story short, I got these three Zords. They're beautiful. I love them. I'm going to get some more. I want to get the regular dragon Zord. I've been talking to our buddy, Rob Sosby a lot. He's a major power Rangers collector. And I've guys, I'm going to say it right now. I've made a decision. If I can shave off about 15 pounds, mm. 20, 20 to twenty to 25 pounds, okay. 30 pounds. Yeah, 30, I, I, I'm right now. I'm like a lane with the sponges right now. I'll take the whole case. Uh, I think I want to do a Power Rangers costume for Dragon Con. Dude, I, I am. Oh. Now, which one, though? Because I myself. Have Justin. Okay. The child. No. Oh! <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then I'll be like the evil Amy Jo Johnson with the red eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of hot no, and I bitchy. Think I, 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 listen, is any of this going to happen? No, of course not. I could be selling all my Power Rangers stuff a month from now. I'm a fucking loose cannon. I'm wild like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I really don't do. sell it. No, I'm not. I love no, these No, I don't want you to. Uh, but yeah, I don't know who I would do. Maybe uh, Billy, he's the brains. 
Jason is uh, the the brawn. Tom, I don't. I'm not gonna. I like the Green Ranger, but I'm not. I'm not Green Ranger material. I know that. And a lot of people that dress as the Green is Ranger, the Green Ranger kind of the uh, Heath Leather Heath Ledger Joker of the bunch when it comes to costuming. I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay. I could go somewhere. We don't have, we don't have to. But Jake, Jake knows what I'm doing. thinking right now. I know exactly <laughs> what you're thinking. Yeah. I'm not going there. Uh, I don't need to pull out a flute and be like. Whatever. Oh, wait, I don't know. I just did like the 2020 music. I don't We've think we had the discussion about how flutes ruin action sequences in any movie because anytime that somebody has time to play a flute, it's like too much time. <laughs> right, right. It's like, God, I almost just said another thing. Whew, I'm, I'm on fire today. Okay, listen. Got these Power Rangers Zords. Still, what my next purchase is going to be, I want to get the original eight inch uh, Power Rangers figures, the original six that were released uh, by Bandai in 1994, whatever it was, okay. 93. Uh, they're eight inch figures of the Power Rangers. And I think after that, I'm going to be good for a while because I'm still collecting the the modern, the Lightning Collection figures, and those are coming out pretty rapidly. And, uh, I might have to get another Detoff. I don't know. I got like yeah. a full Power Rangers Detoff that you could not have convinced me that that was a thing that was going to happen. <laughs> I think I had like, like a premonition like- when we were at Bobby 80s. It was like both you and Jake were looking at things, making big announcements about like, hey, I should collect Beetlejuice. I'm interested in Power Rangers. And now <laughs> I feel like Beetlejuice is my next toy yeah, line, I think. I heard but like you. if you would have given me a list of five possible collecting scenarios at the beginning of this year, and it was mm-hmm. like at the end of this year, one of these things will be true. You're you love uh you are collecting Power Rangers and have a whole Power Rangers detoff. You have gotten you've collected the whole Beetlejuice line. You have finished collecting the Bill and Ted line. You start like you started collecting Transformers. You finished I, reading Eyes of the Dragon. That would never be number one. <laughs> All I'm saying is there's no way because I've been around Power Rangers. It's not. It's almost like Congo. It's always been there. It's I just, always been. It's always been yeah, there. Yeah, Jack. But I didn't even it's have always a, been here. A mi- I used to laugh. I used to stand in the toy aisle and go Power Rangers like I'm some sort of what whoever likes that. What's the, I'm gonna get in the, You still make that joke, but you make it about Transformers now. You're like, hey, if I ever start collecting no, Transformers. No, it's the equivalent if I like start asking for like manga novels for Halloween. Oh, oh yeah. Or I'm like, asking asking for what? Manga? What I call it? Manga? 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 What's a manga? <laughs> Craig gets into hentai. <laughs> hey man, you can't get into something manga. that you're hey, already hey, into. Also, also, it's did you say for you. Halloween? Wait. <laughs> Did you, I say that? You said if I start asking for manga novels for Halloween. <laughs> That's the it's quote of the episode. It's past Craig's bedtime. Uh, yeah. Mm. It's the equivalent of like, if I was like, guys, I'm really into Akira now. I want you to like, define manga for us right now. <laughs> manga. <laughs> manga. Those are the books that start on the end and you work back. Those are the books that 15-year-old <laughs> suburban white girls sit on the floor at Barnes & Noble and read while their parents like hate them. Yeah, pretty much. Or they hate their parents. So to read manga or manga, you gotta you, have some hate. Somebody's gotta hate somebody. <laughs> um, okay. It's like if I got really into esports 
If I, if it was like, guys, I oh. can't podcast anymore. I, I got really good at Fortnite. Can we please really quick just explain the sports moment that happened when you were talking about gallery? Because this is what started it. We were at the gas station getting coffee and Craig said that uh, there's no good Seinfeld art. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I brought up gallery 88. And then Craig was like, oh, they just got the MLB contract to do. So I was like, oh, please stop talking. <laughs> yes. Gallery 1988 is doing a baseball exposition or exhibition. Yeah. And uh, Abby told me how much she didn't care, didn't care about what I was talking about. So anyways, um, sorry, you don't like sorry baseball. To, yeah. Sorry, you don't like gallery 88. <laughs> no, I do. Uh, okay. Back on track. Power okay. Rangers going strong. Craig strong from, from here on out. Yeah. Um, and then let me finish up with, I did get, uh, I was at book nook the other day. And the thing about book nook is they don't always turn over their inventory very well. Uh, yeah. but I guess they bought somebody's <clears throat> collection uh, they had a bunch of mint in package Rocky figures uh, from Jax. So Jax did a line of Rocky toys, maybe like 2005, 2006, something like that. Um, again, one of the I love the Rocky series. Uh, I do have some of the Rocky NECA figures, and these figures are really cool, and they're really well done, and they're really fun. Uh, they're one of those lines that literally, when it was out, was as available as available can be like KB toys, like five for $10 clearance bin. And now they're pretty expensive and rare. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I got, they were like 15 bucks a piece. I got really good deals on them. And, uh, so I got Rocky, I got Apollo. I got, no, I got battle damage. Apollo. He's got blood on him. Yeah. I got Polly. I got Mickey and I got Ivan Drago. Yeah. And of course my favorite rock casual Rocky in his leather jacket and Dude. black hat. So he's not casual. He's dressed um, up. But I'm stressed he's, because he's I got six figures and there's probably a hundred figures in this line. So Wow. Yeah. I'm That's I was lot. stressed because there wasn't an Adrian figure, which is Is there one that there's, there's one a that couple exists. Adrian figures. Well, I need them. All right. Okay. There you go. Cool. There it is. Very cool. There's somebody in Columbus, Georgia selling a bunch of them for a good deal, and I thought about driving there this weekend to buy them. Okay. It's like two hours. Jake, have you ever driven two hours for toys? No, I have not. Wait, maybe? Unless you consider no. and count all of our vacations. Every time I come to Valda- <laughs> or come to Atlanta, yeah. it's like, I mean, I know you guys are there, but like toys, you know? Uh, we're going to a toy show, by the way, to let everybody know. We will be in South Carolina at the okay. Retro Toy Con in a couple weekends. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ooh. So, uh, Come on out. Say hi. We're not guests. (laughs) I'm promoting it like we're guests. Say hi. Say hi, but also don't fucking talk to me while I'm trying to get a deal on a toy. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like, all right, let me get read the information. It's the Retro Toy Con at the Embassy Suites in Greenville, South Carolina. We're going to be there signing from uh, 10 to... (laughs) We're going to be there signing our credit card receipts. Damn it, Jake. I'm right there, too. That's great. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. All right, cool. Um... I'm excited. Anything about that. else? We're an hour in. Do you want to start this Terminator review? Let's sure. fucking get this Terminator shit. Yeah. Jake, will you do the music do again? It. Let's do that again. Okay. Let's do it. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Dun, 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 dun. Terminator sucks. I've never seen oh. anyone like you. Like your kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Almost Jeez. human. I'm a, I, mm. All right, let's I feel do it. bad, but let's, let's do, do it. it. Round table. 
Abigail, Round thumbs up, out. thumbs I, up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the I, middle? My thumbs are up. I, I'm not, I'm confused about what you know. I got one up and one no. down, <laughs> and one around uh, Mackenzie uh, Davis. Oh, <laughs> in a hug, like congratulating her for her performance sure. in the role. Sure. Of uh, Grace. <laughs> you all right over there? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Dude, you look like me around a White Ranger figure, dude. Just sweat. Yeah. Whew. Getting whew. Yeah, uh, no, I give it a. I probably give it one thumb up. Yeah. What? Like a th- one and a half. Well, one of my thumbs is shorter than the other, so both of them. That's true. Up. A lot of people don't know that. Effect, a lot of people you. don't know. I've got a weird thumb. Small. Let's talk about it. I, I, would you like to? I don't know much about it, actually. Sure. I'd like to learn about it. Why is one of your thumbs weird? I think, it, well, for one, I used to suck my thumbs, and specifically this one, for a long time, so I thought that's what that started the growth. That has nothing to do with no, it. No, it's a birth defect. <laughs> no, I have met people who have the same thumbs as me, and I'm like, oh, hey, cool. And I always put my like thumb right up. Maybe to you guys theirs. are all related. Yeah. Maybe your that thumb would be smoked cool. and Thumb brothers. Yeah, specifically my thumb was like a like a rebel and it smoked <laughs> a lot of cigarettes and didn't grow up right. I can't feel my extremities. <laughs> what extremities? <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Okay. Terminator. Yeah. Dark Fate. Mm-hmm. The sixth movie in the Terminator franchise. This is the direct follow-up to T2. Ignore Salvation. Ignore Genesis. Ignore Terminator 3. I was already doing all of those things. <laughs> I like this is where we are in the movie world and in, in the film industry. Terminator 3 is no longer the follow-up to Terminator 2. It's just... they don't Movies don't just come out, they cancel and erase history. Terminator 3 is the first movie of that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right, yeah. Terminator 3 is a standalone film. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't need to see the other ones. Jeez. Uh, okay, let's talk. Uh, we don't need to talk about Genesis and Salvation all that. Uh, Dark Fate, directed by Tim Miller, who did Deadpool, uh, produced by good old Jim Cameron. And obviously the big selling point was the long-awaited return to the franchise by Sarah Connor herself. Linda Hamilton, who... I say Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 is one of the most badass movie characters, action heroes, yeah. male or female, of all time. Of all time. And I, I adore Terminator 2. Uh, and I, I love the first Terminator, but I, I, Terminator 2 is like a top seven movie mm-hmm. uh, for me ever. And uh, yeah, so that that's where I stand on the franchise. Uh, it's been kind of uh, not great since then. So... Uh, this is going to be the big return. Uh, Mackenzie Davis is in this as Grace, who is a uh, future soldier, uh, augmented, mm-hmm. part machine, uh, who is sent back to protect protect Danny, uh, who is kind of our new John Connor character. Yeah. Uh, who plays her? I want to give a, a proper we're getting, credit. We're getting there. Uh, Danny. She doesn't deserve it. Uh, <laughs> I just want to. Uh-uh. Where's uh, the goddamn Click cast. cast? I'm trying. Cl- click cast. I'm trying to. Natalie raises Danielle, Danny Ramos. Uh, okay. So the movie uh, opens up in Mexico and we're, we're, we're it's a, a, a thrill ride right from the beginning. Is it? Uh, let's talk about what everybody wants to hear about. We are going to spoil the shit about this. The movie opens with Linda Hamilton from Terminator 2 doing her monologue, which I think is Shakespearean. I think it'll go down in history. The old, if you're not willing, wearing six million sunblock, you're going to have a really bad fucking day. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Because I also 
personally love the stuff where she's in institutionalized in Terminator 2. That's the stuff I really connected to. And I loved watching her break out in that movie and like be right the entire time. Um, and I, she does a really good job delivering that. Her acting chops are like very much on point um, in Terminator 2, which is why it's good to open Dark Fate with that because it gives you high hopes. Like, oh yeah, this is what this movie is all about. No. And then you move on. I disagree. On. Okay, okay. Continue, continue. <laughs> No, no, no. I disagree because I hold on. I agree with everything you just said. I was going to say it sets you up to open dark fate with that. It makes you it makes you realize how good the old stuff was. It's the it's the best. The scene from Terminator 2 is the best scene in dark fate. And it's a it's a mistake to put it in there because she's so good in that scene. That's what I was kind of getting. She never she never once reaches that sort of emotion or uh, acting ability again. So it's like, it's such a, it's such a fake out because she, she sucks in this movie. I don't want to say she sucks. Okay. I will. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I got, I got like Carrie Fisher in the force awakens. Um, It's bad. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm very happy. She's here. Very happy to have her present in this movie and to see her in this role. But there's some moments that are like difficult. And I think there's some weird characterization and like, like some stuff similar to, and I'm going to talk about Halloween now because the reboot uh, that came out last year reminded me a lot of the structure of this movie and the way that they kind of revamp things. Um, And in a similar way, Laurie Strode was kind of grading in that movie a little bit. And I felt like Linda Hamilton was a little bit grading in this movie where it was just kind of drilled into your head a lot, especially in the beginning portions of the movie that um, like she's off the grid. She's got her phone and a bag of chips and she's all, it's a kind of off putting way to, to see her. You know what um, I hated? And it's just kind of realizing it now. <clears throat> so the first movie, Sarah Connor is uh, she's. Uh, a server in a diner and she's just kind of like all American girl next door, unassuming. Uh, and she gets caught up in this whole thing where uh, she's trying to be murdered by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, Terminator. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second movie, and they don't do this in movies a lot where it's the same character, but she's completely different. Mm-hmm. She's hardened. She's uh, cunning and she's witty. But it makes sense that she would be that way. Exactly. Because she's experienced and because she is like so institutionalized, I, which makes you even harder. Like I was I was thoughts. hoping that the, this movie, I was like, we're going to see like Sarah Connor 3.0. Right. And what we got was kind of like an older. Not as cool version of what we saw in Terminator 2. Right. Uh, a mm-hmm. little too. It was just a little too much. I feel like a little bit more of a subdued and less sarcastic performance would have served her character really well in this movie. And look, she like it could be a director thing. Maybe if James Cameron actually directed this movie, we got a different performance out of Linda Hamilton. There's times in this movie where I think she's pretty good when she's a little bit quieter and a little bit more like motherly towards mm-hmm. Danny. Like there, but when she's like the one-liners and the sarcasm drove me insane and also if she is a fall down drunk like she says she is show me that i want to see a broken well let's talk about why she's broken we haven't even talked about this the the quote unquote controversy Mm -hmm. the movie opens up with a flashback to a scene that looks like it takes place i don't know 
three months after the events of Terminator 2. It's 1998, like on the beach. On the beach, uh, we see a young Sarah Connor and a young John Connor. and Which again is another tease to what you're not going to get the rest of the movie. Um, I will say this. That's probably some of the best digital de-aging I've ever seen. Like, it looked... Jake, you even mentioned, like, you were like, wait, was this in... I don't remember this I scene. Th- I, I for a second was like, is this a deleted scene from Terminator 2 that they didn't use? Because it yeah. looked really good. Yeah. yeah you especially see her, especially Sarah. Yeah. You see her sitting and looking towards the bar where then you see a very perfect young Edward Furlong, John Connor. I thought it was really good. Are we to believe that after Terminator 2, John Connor traded in? His fatigues and his baggy pants. Dude, he's got vacation wear. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm with my mom now, hanging out at the bar. Probably going to get a virgin daiquiri. Probably going to meet a girl. Uh, And boom, Arnold shows up dead. So here's the story. When the Terminator was sent, when the T-1000 was sent back to kill John Connor, there was other Terminators sent back to different timelines. This Terminator was sent back a year later to kill John Connor. And we see a young 12-year-old John Connor shot dead in 1998. Uh, and that that's kind of how the movie motion. kicks off. Yeah. What did you guys think about that? I mean, I was... I, it upset me. It was hard to watch. I literally... I looked at you and I was like, that... I was like, that's fucked up, is exactly what I said. Um, a, because I seeing John Connor in a really well de-aged version, I was like thinking maybe we'll see more of him throughout this movie or his character will pop up throughout this film. Um, but obviously, as soon as he gets shot, it's tough to watch. I don't agree with like the people on the Internet who are saying that that was like seeing their childhood um, like slaughtered in front of their eyes or whatever. I don't feel that. But it's almost like you felt like it was a waste because you're like, well, that's a, that's a very good thing why i don't want to see it taken away from me it's kind of hard to see and i guess it, it kind of pissed me off a little bit um and shocked me it was definite shock value for sure what about you jake i um i feel like if you're gonna to me it feels to me it it, it cheapens terminator 2 so much it just takes like terminator 2 is such a good movie it's a classic film we have we have unmistakable proof that a ter- a no other Terminator movie will ever reach how good Terminator 2 is. And I've said this before. I think Terminator 2 is just kind of a fluke. I don't think part one is it's fine to me, but I don't I don't even think part one is anywhere near as good as part two. It's just like it's it's kind of a masterpiece of a, of a film. Everything about it is great and it's never going to reach that. But whenever you have a movie that's going to be its sequel and and you you have John Connor go through all of that shit that he goes through in part two to just have just just kill him off immediately in the sequel. That's the dumbest, most that is like that is the worst writing possible. It's just stupid. And I know they did it because they've tried three stories with John Connor and none of them worked. So I can see that they're like maybe a little desperate and they're like, we got to get rid of John Connor. We got to do something different. Um, but it feels like 
it feels like when you get Alien Three and New and Hicks are just dead already, like died off screen. Yeah, it's some, they've it's, done this. It's 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 it's, a, it's, yeah. it's Luke Skywalker throwing. It's 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 having it's having the Force Awakens be such a amazing important film, and then having Luke Skywalker just throw the fucking lightsaber over. See, it's I think the it's, same. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's worse than that because I think what it is is like when I saw it, I was like, okay, that's fucked up. But I was like, I know that there's going to be this is a big emotional impact. And part of the story will be Sarah in my head. I was like, oh, cool. Part of this movie is going to be Sarah Connor seeking out a Terminator to time travel back and save her son and probably end up having to sacrifice. I had that idea, too. My idea was that I was thinking, oh, great. Maybe at the end of this movie, it will become he'll somehow live and we'll get to see I was thinking maybe because, you know, Edward Furlong would be. If in you were it. ever going to use fucking time travel, which is a major plot point in Terminator Corrective. movies, yeah, do it to correct something. Uh, I thought like it, they've done this before. They've done this in like Halloween movie. Like I, I, I get like they needed John Connor to not be part of the story, but it's, oh, it's just to me it's pointless though because it's like they're like, hey, we need to do something different. We need to kill John Connor because we've tried it three times and it didn't work. But hey, they kill John Connor off and then they say Skynet didn't happen. Oh, but also here's the new John Connor. Here's the new Skynet. It's all exactly the same as it has been. It's just not John Connor anymore. It, like it's if you're gonna kill off that character, then you can't literally bring in the exact same character. Like. You have to. It's just. It doesn't make any sense. Dude, I'm it's about like, to that's fuck the you guys dumbest up. thing. Okay. Yeah. It would have been so Please much better. Fuck me up. They build this yeah. movie as the return of Linda Hamilton, and they do that same opening scene, but instead, the Terminator doesn't kill John; he kills her. Yeah, and then John has. And to then grow it flash forwards thirty years, and you have like disheveled Edward Furlong yeah. becoming a reluctant hero, trying to teach Danny. Like you could have done the same movie with Edward Furlong, and it would have been much more of an emotional impact. That's I would have watched that movie because I think they were like, we got to get rid of John Connor because only because they've done the John Connor story three or four different times already. But like if done right, it could still work. But I think here this is the this is the the hot take that I think people need to listen to. And Craig, this came from you. Oh, shit. You you told me over the phone that Terminator 2 it's the it's the end of the story. There should not be a sequel. Like that is it. That is the end of the story. It's a logical ending. They stopped Skynet from ha- like it's done. Yeah. It right. doesn't need right. like you know we know you want to make money and you want to make more movies but it makes everything convoluted. It makes well, it Well the voiceover like, the voiceover at the Linda Hamilton at the end of Terminator, you, you're just seeing them driving down the road. And it's just like a close, a really well shot close up mm-hmm. shot of the road where she's like, the future isn't written. We all make our own. Like, it's this yeah. very beautiful because like you there's Thoughtful. this big emotional arc in Terminator 2, which is the father son story between uh, John and uh arnold, arnold. and <clears throat> there's those when they go to the desert and there's those slow motion shots of like there's j- and there's there's linda hamilton having to come to terms with even though this looks like the terminator that tried to kill me this is a different program like there's a lot of really good emotional stuff in there um and i i i do even though i just said this about you know less than 24 hours ago i agree with myself from yesterday T2 should be the end of the story. It doesn't need to to go because 
all you're going to do is you're either going to go, no, Skynet did still happen or they just delayed Skynet or no, there's something worse than Skynet. It's called Legion. Legion, which is the exact same fucking bullshit. It's just dude like I so I don't have anything good to say about this movie, period, except for. Mackenzie Davis. And I'm just going to get that out of the way. Yeah. She is the best part of this movie. She is the only person in this movie who seems like she's ever been through any sort of acting uh, class or like everybody's <laughs> acting. Uh, the woman who's playing Danny, her specifically and Linda Hamilton specifically are painful. Were, they were painful for me to watch. Like soap opera painful. But Mackenzie Davis is so good. It's as if she's in a completely different movie. I'm going to take, I'm, I'm pulling Mackenzie Davis out, putting her over here to the left. She's no longer in this film. Uh, Abby Everything just else left. I, Abby just went to the <laughs> left. Yeah. Abby just went to the left. Everything yeah, else I that left. I say about this film has too. nothing to do with her. <laughs> you pulled out too. I did. Um, <laughs> Uh, 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 another thing that this there's there's I have two other big issues with this movie. One of them is the the villain Terminator, whatever it's the Rev Nine or whatever. I think it's dumb for every single Terminator movie to try to like one up the Terminator from the last movie. That's stupid to me. It never works. They're never as cool or as scary as the T one thousand. Robert Patrick was great. He, he did such a good job in the way he moved and acted, even though he didn't really have many lines. He was awesome. Every actor who's played the villain Terminator since then is just been like a generic stunt person who isn't scary looking, who is like jumping through the air with CG. It just it, that doesn't work to me. The other thing that I think is the dumbest thing in the entire movie is the fact that they they wanted they wanted Arnold and Linda in this movie. So both of their characters are completely pointless to the story. Like you could tell the complete same story of this movie without either one of them in it. And it's the exact same thing. Like they don't matter to the story anymore because of the chain, you know, because of changing everything. There's a new, there's a new John Connor character and there's a new, you know, Terminator sent back to save her. And they're running from a new villain. You don't need, these characters anymore. They're pointless, but they had to shove them in there. And because they had to shove them in there, they had to make some stupid bullshit reason why Arnold's Terminator is in the movie. And, and also on top of that, we have to make up a stupid bullshit reason why he's a good guy. And that stupid fucking bullshit dumbass reason is, Oh, I just I just grew a conscience all of a sudden and became a family man and started sending text messages. That is so <laughs> stupid. I mean, God damn it. I, Fuck this movie. Fuck I don't want to act. I didn't. OK, I didn't love that stuff. I did think that Carl was funny. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like when he's talking about the curtains and the drapes and stuff. And I'm not going to. It's similar. Like, OK, cool. I'm glad to see a piece of something I love back. But I did not. Just like you, Jake, think that that storytelling was was compelling the, or believable. That's the and, worst, right? Like that is the dumbest writing device. Like, can like you, you imagine? Can kept, you imagine the writers' room where they're just like, "How do we? We got to think of a way to get Arnold back." What if? Well, they wanted. He just grows a conscience. Yeah. Well, they and, were trying. And, and, 
They wanted to have that be a big point of uh, contention and like a forgiveness arc between uh, Linda Hamilton or Sarah Connor and him because she has to forgive him. And then they play up to that. But it's very heavy handed, especially with like the action where it's like, oh, Arnold saves her in that last sequence in like the third act of the movie. Um, See, I and thought, then she has to whatever. So very much like Genesis. And like, it probably they want you to have emotional weight when you see him be like ground up to bits in the end because you want to be like, oh, he's got a son now. But hey, fuck that. That's stupid. It's, it's like, dumb though. Like it I, doesn't. You're not going to get more emotional than the T1000 lowering into the fucking whatever the 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 molten yeah. magma yeah. Yeah. at the end of T2. You can't magma. <laughs> I got sad when I saw him in the magma. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, that was pretty up. good, Bane. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. Uh, I want to see Doctor Evil in a Bane jacket. Look at me. Be cool. Gonna take over the world. Okay, listen. Uh, okay, hold a little. Genesis sucked, right? But there was parts of that movie that I thought were interesting. I thought the most interesting part of that movie was a young Sarah Connor being raised by the original Terminator. They don't explore it that much. It's kind of in the background. And I was like, well, that would have probably been the, the better movie. It was, it, at least it would have been new and different. I thought the better movie to make here, if you have to bring back Linda Hamilton, is that, oh, this Terminator came and killed John Connor. She has been hunting him down. And since you could do digital de-aging, show me a movie that takes place over a 25-year period of Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, attempting to hunt down the, the Terminator. Like, like make it, don't yeah, even but, make it about Skynet and all that shit. Just make it a character-driven story about her. Like, if, if like, to me, that would have been more interesting than shoving her into this movie. Either her trying to go and it kill makes, him or trying to bring him back. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense that the Terminator would even keep functioning at that point. Like, don't you think if they sent a Terminator back to, to, like, so... So Skynet sends a Terminator back to kill John Connor and their plan for after he kills John Connor is to just leave it there and let it do whatever it wants for the rest of humanity. No, it would either have it would either have some sort of travel back or it would just be like an automatic shutdown kind of like it's so dumb that it would just it's like. We're, set, we're, pro- now we're programming it and live in America. We're like, programming the T-800 to go back and kill John Connor in, two, in 1998. What is his mission afterwards? Uh, just, you know, hang out. Kind of get off the grid a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get some you know. shorts, get yeah. some cargo shorts and just like have a, have a beer for some reason. I, like I, it's, uh, it's, yeah. I, I think it's, it's really tough you. for this. So it's tough for the franchise, right? Because, Arnold is the face of the franchise. So the one movie he wasn't in was Terminator Salvation, where there was like a CGI version of him briefly. And everybody yeah, was like, the, I think that's the best way to do it, though. They, If they want that, I think they needed enough faith in this new story. And I do agree that they could have done this movie. If with, they wanted to show faith in the story, then they should have elaborated the flashbacks to when Grace met what's her name's character, uh, Danny. That should have that, that should have been, been the entire movie. Exactly. Like, Grace is like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I guess I can understand where they're like scared to, to not have Arnold in the film. Like I can, I guess I could see where they would be scared to do that. They think having Arnold in the Terminator film is like guaranteed whatever, but, uh, you know, uh, a, like a ballsier thing to do would just be like, Hey, this is 
40 years in the future after after Terminator 2, I don't know, 40, whatever, however many years, um, the machines have taken over and we just follow Grace, like kind of becoming, you know, her as a, the movie, the entire movie could just be her story as a, as a, as a soldier in the, in the resistance leading up to her getting sent back in time. You know what I mean? That could be the whole thing. We don't need Arnold anymore. You know what? You can, you can have Arnold in the film the same way he's in salvation by like, he is the first, he is the, the, the first Terminator. So it would make sense that there are some of those around still. That doesn't mean he needs to be the main character fucking trying to be funny and shit. But I don't know, man, I've put so much fucking time into this bad movie. Yeah, I think. Well, let me turn to you, Abigail. Yeah, you seem to enjoy it more than both of us. It didn't ever. It didn't piss me off. I think as much as it as it did Jake. It seems um, probably because I was pleased by Mackenzie uh, Davis's performance, and I liked seeing that stuff. And but there is about, a part like, of me so, that's but a what sucker. about like you guys are both raving about like what is it like? Because I thought she was great too, but like what what did she? Okay, I just I felt like when she it was much more dynamic every time she was on screen. Her acting was much better. Um, the action sequences and watching her it's it's kind of mesmerizing and cool. Um, but could they? Let's say this movie was doing a little bit better financially, because what it feels like is that society as a whole has collectively said, we don't care about Terminator anymore. Because the movie didn't really get very bad reviews. Like, it's getting okay reviews, better than a lot of movies, and like, like, but people just didn't go see it. Like, people just don't care, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do, Do you think she's good enough to where, like, if they really wanted, like, the plan was to do a trilogy, like, based around these new characters? I would watch a movie with her... And D.H. John Connor. Like, somehow. <laughs> somehow. Those are my two favorite that's, characters. That's Abby's dream Terminator movie. Just hanging out. The thing out. is, is that that's never, like, I I, I predict that they're just not going to, they're not going to make a sequel to this. Yeah. I think it's not going to, and I don't, I don't think it's in the cards. Um, I think the, 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 the reason she's so good, and I don't know why she's so good, and she's just good. She just is, belie- she's just the only believable person in it it's like when her when she's panicking or when she's the fact you know, that she has a, a breakdown in a weakness and those moments i i enjoyed those scenes like when she's going into the pharmacy her and like, like the gun and all that stuff her her like there are a lot of times where danny is just like well why don't we just do this or why don't like why can't we go here or why can't we do this and grace is like you don't you know the way she's having to like explain it and she's like you do not understand yeah. what this is She's she's believable. She's just like her. You can see it in her face and her just her delivery. It's all even though she's having to work with a weird script and other people who have apparently never acted in their lives before. Mm -hmm. She's believable. You know, it's funny. The first two uh, Terminator movies have kind of this horror element to it. Um you know, the first one, you've got Arnold, who's just like this slow moving cyborg, who's like the scariest thing you've ever seen in your life. Uh, and then the second one, Robert Patrick is, uh, even though he runs and stuff, he's, he's, he's like a quicker, but still like this, just kind of like, there's owns, death. You're right. Dude. He owns the screen. Yeah. And it's that scary. stuff. Like if you, if you think about the, the scene where, um, 
the guy. Oh, he's like he's like disguised as the floor in oh, the yeah. jail or yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that and also the scene with the milk carton like that yep. is that stuff is that's the There's, that's straight out of a horror film. Or for the sure. elevator Sarah scene. Connor stabbing with a pencil, the doctor yeah. in the leg yeah. like that shit's mm-hmm. that's horror level. Yeah. So. There's nothing like that in this. There's not. There's more action. This is just. This feels like '90s cheeseball mm-hmm. action, yeah, similar to Terminator right. Three, and it, and and I think that's a problem. Like, it, I feel like the the one thing that everybody has missed the boat on in every Terminator sequel since Terminator Two is that it's supposed to be scary. the The story is supposed to be you woke up this morning thinking you were going to have a normal day, and then everything changes and you find out this extremely heavy information that not only is your family being killed and there's somebody trying to kill you, the future of the 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 world, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 balance of humanity rests on your shoulders. We see how Linda Hamilton processes that information in the first movie. She doesn't handle it very well. Yeah. And in the second movie, she's losing her mind and talking about sunblock and looking at the the kids on the swings. Right, and right. there's that that feeling of like this is desperate. Right. But at this point, it's but gone. John Connor's given that information, but he's just a twelve year old kid, and like he processes it in a way that how how will my mom's crazy, but whatever. I'm supposed to be some big shot hero, but I just want to like steal money and smoke cigarettes. God, I love him. Um, and in this movie, this girl, Danny, is supposed to play that character and she sees her brother and her dad killed. She never sees she just seems kind of like it just it's, doesn't work. It's, just, it's like she has to keep rolling. The story keeps rolling. And whenever you see the Terminators out, like in flashbacks, it doesn't feel nearly as threatening. I don't know if that's because it, of how many storylines and how many other Terminator movies have made us kind of numb to it. Well, what I said yesterday was I don't want. The vi- so what's the 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 new the T the Rev Nine the Rev Nine mm-hmm. uh, so cool so cool. first of all there's that character Rev in uh, Remember the Titans yeah and there's a car <laughs> called the uh, Rav Four yeah it's just not a good name it doesn't sound good uh, I don't want my Terminator villain to be a fucking gymnast I don't need him to split into two and do three backflip like that stuff is not interesting i want my terminator villain to be indestructible indestructible and scary and every time you beat him down he gets back up and comes at you harder mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's yeah. what i want and it, i just in this movie yeah there's some great there's some good action sequences and the stuff in the airplane and underwater it, it, it feels big there's some tender moments too and i like some of that um but, but then there's it doesn't feel again none of it feels grounded in any kind of reality like in terminator 2 you get these big set pieces where like they're in the uh the lab and all the police show up and there's like this big gun battle and right and like it's violent but it doesn't feel like grotesque, like over the top exploited violence. It's just violent. This feels like they were like, hey, how many times can we say fuck just because it's an R-rated movie? And we want to let people know that Terminator's R-rated again. It's like you're f- cool. You're missing the point. It also, Terminator's there's also something scary. Ab- yeah. And yeah. it's like it's it's better. It's scarier when you have like when the T the T 1000 has like, you know, he gets his like pointy arms and he's like stabbing people. But it's like a slow stab through the face with the milk cart, like pulling like that reveal of, of, of the knife through the dude's face with a milk carton. Mm -hmm. 
it's so like such a slow pan and it's such a, a slow scene and it's terrifying as you know, compared to in this movie where it's like the Terminator is just like, it's constantly stabbing people and it's so just CGI driven. Like, you know, there's that scene where like the cops are like trying to hold him down yeah, yeah. and the, and the Dog spikes pile. are just like popping out of them. Cause he's just stabbing them all. I'm like, this looks so dumb. Like this is so, this, like, this is so Yeah. It's so less scary than just the one slow, like yeah. seeing a dead person. Like this is just, it's just bad. It just I, looks. I, all I, the I, bodies, the body count, it's expendable, and you don't care anyway. Exactly. You, di- you don't exactly. like those people because right. they're fucking. And I get it. Patrol. They want it to be a legacy reboot. They want it to tell a new story while continuing the old one. They want it to be the Force Awakens. But let me tell you what, Danny is not Ray. It's not Daisy Ridley. That's not the reluctant hero being thrown into a story that's much bigger than her. Like that, it just didn't work. Yeah, they're trying to no. follow the outline template from other movies, and in a way that the whole kill box thing at the end that reminds me so much of the Halloween reboot with like getting Michael Myers down into Laurie Strode's like special basement. And hey, also hold on. Also, when all three women were like walking towards the dam door, that reminded me of Halloween so much, too. I thought the whole point of the Terminator movies is that humans can't kill Terminators. You just can't. You have to have dumb luck and like they they like. Oh, and but the way they uh, finally the do it fucking, with Grace's like internal system thing. Yeah, but the whole like mo- like in Terminator 2, the entire time you're watching it, you're going, how are they going to kill the T-1000? It's indestructible. And when you finally yeah. do, it's like, holy shit, they actually did it. In this movie, you got Sarah Connor like, I am a Terminator hunter now. It's like, uh. That's all she does is just kills her. Like, with which no- is also, which is also a, like an abandoned plot line that makes no. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, why are there a whole bunch of other Terminators? Like, it's just like they gloss over that shit so quickly. Yeah. It's like, what? They never show it happening. They just mention, oh, I've also been killing Terminators this whole time. And I'm like, why? Why are there still Terminators? I don't get it. Hmm. Also, like if you're if your core, if you're like if the core of your body, the only thing that keeps you alive, why is that the only thing in the world that can kill this Terminator? Why don't we make why don't we do they not know that in the future? That like that core or whatever it is can sh- kill those terminators. Yeah, why aren't they? Why aren't they using, using it and weaponizing it instead of making that be the thing that it's keeps like, you alive? I agree. It's like the old Jerry Seinfeld so joke dull. where he talks about the black box in a plane is indestructible. He's like, why don't they make the whole plane out of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like you're doing your tech wrong. Like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I know we really haven't gotten to the the actual plot much, but it's just like... Is it even worth it? There isn't. There's not an actual plot There's a good amount of, like, social and political commentary, and there's all that kind of shit throughout it, and it's cool to see females and take charge and stuff, but the plot, it's not there. I will say this. I, I will give them some credit that the at least... I, I know Jake hated the stuff with Arnold. I, I didn't hate it as much. Like, I... I I was like, okay, this is what they did. They sent back this Terminator and killed John Connor. It, over time, somehow developed. We're going to retcon and say that Terminators can develop a conscious the more they're around humans. And he is now helping out by sending these texts to Sarah Connor for John. Like, well, okay. Well, okay, let's say, okay. 
Okay. Does that not just sound <laughs> Jesus Christ? Just listening to you say that. Yeah. Did you hear yourself say all that? But the other thing is when she when when uh Grace is sent back and she's got the coordinates for uh for John, none of that's explained either. Like why did they tattoo the coordinates? They should have you told me that you read that they they filmed a scene where Danny sends uh Grace back and that would have been a good better Oh the open. the quote unquote reveal that like oh I guess I'm supposed to birth the leader of the resistance. Oh, I'm the it's like yeah, we we all know that. That's not very we knew that where this was going. They could have opened up the movie with Danny just sending Grace back and they could have avoided all that weird exposition and dialogue. Like it would have that, been fun. All that that all that weird exposition and dialogue like the the fact that they wanted to hide that Danny is the leader of the resistance kind of develops a little bit of another inconsistency because it's like it, because you want to do that, that means we have to have this character kind of be dumb the first half of the movie or be very like, you know, once, once it gets to the point where they reveal that she's the leader, uh, then her character is completely different and she becomes like a badass all of a sudden. She's not a bad, she's just like, she like taps into her she's future just, consciousness. She's just like, you know, the woman in distress for the first half of the movie. And then after they reveal that, then she's like, they show all of that she has she's the potential. a badass Terminator killer. And I'm like, this, this is not, this doesn't make sense. Like, like, that's not natural. Really, mm-hmm. So the thing that, you know, you got to remember in Terminator 2, we're introduced to Miles Dyson, who works for Cyberdyne Systems, who basically is the father of Skynet. And we learned that Skynet is developed. This technology is discovered from the remnants of the Terminator from the first movie where they've got the arm and the chip. And it's like, yeah, there's a, a, a very heavy, like almost philosophical weight to those parts of the story. And none of that is here. Like no. all of that is stripped away. And then like, that's why I kept getting annoyed with every time I heard James Cameron say like, we're getting Terminator back to its roots. It's going to be a white knuckle thrill ride nonstop. And I'm like, there is so much real. There's so many scenes in T2 that are like quiet, quiet and dialogue driven. And the story moves at a really like it, it, it's like I don't want that. I don't want Mad Max, yeah. the Terminator movie. The shit I, want- I love from Terminator 2 is watching Arnold and uh, John Connor going back and forth and right. their dialogue. And it's a shame because like we've said a million times, Mackenzie Davis was great. And for the first time, like in 20 years, they gave us a new character in the uh, Terminator series that had like some emotional potential, weight yeah. and some potential. But she was stuck in a bad movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it kind of sucks because like they tried it in Terminator 3 with like Claire Danes and she sucked. And Nick Stahl as John Connor sucked. And they tried to do just a future war movie with christian bale and like people weren't that into that because they wanted to go back to terminator's roots Mm -hmm. and then they tried terminator genesis which was like i always think there's a movie between salvation and genesis but there wasn't uh and terminator genesis was all over the place where they recast sarah connor and it's like john connor is now half side it's just like holy Mm -hmm. shit yeah so i get trying to go back to the roots i don't fault them for trying to like hey we're gonna wipe the cannon and we're just gonna go this is gonna be a follow-up to t2 but then they just kind of try to remake some weird version of T2 and hit all the same beats and they failed real bad. Yep. Yep. I think I, I, whew, I came out of the movie and it kind of goes back to the Dark Knight Rises thing from earlier. 
I can be inter- I don't need a movie to be I didn't need this movie to be T2. I just want it to be fun and entertaining. But there's some head scratchers in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You can enjoy the ride of a movie that you have like not quite as much investment in maybe or maybe that ties back to a movie you do love. And it's kind of fun to see those characters back on screen. But it it disappointed on so many levels. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't want to like I didn't go in this movie with any sort of high hopes for it. Like I I, I think I've been. I think I've mentioned it multiple times when we've talked about Terminator. I, I think Terminator two is the only good. I don't even like the first one that much. And even I like Terminator two, but it's not like it's so far gone at this point, even not counting dark fate. It's so past like it's expiration date of it being good again, that it's just never been a thing where I've been like, God, I hope this next one's good. It's just like, I'm going to go see this next one just to see how like fucking batshit crazy it is because that's where they're like sci-fi movies. It's like sci-fi channel movies at this point. So So like, I mean the, we saw how, but like the trailers for this were fucking crazy. Like it's like, they weren't great. The the trailer is an accurate, the trailer is an accurate representation of this movie. It's fucking weird and bad. Okay. So let's, I didn't go in like, go ahead. I was I'm just going to say, I'm, like, let's wrap sorry. it up. I mean, I've got a couple prompts for you guys for things to talk about, but do we have anything else that we want to get off our chest? But like, Hey, still go see it. Check it out for yourself. Decide for yourself. If you love it, that's great. But like, it's, it's to me kind of, I think it's better than Genesis, but I don't, I think I that's like, not saying much. I, I think I like Terminator you. Three more than this movie. I'd have to go back and rewatch that. Honestly, um, I I re I rewatched Salvation recently, and there are things in that movie that also like make me scratch my head and make me wonder like what the fuck they were thinking. But also, half of that movie I think is pretty good. The half where Christian Bale's screaming at people on set. <laughs> yeah, but fucking that professional. Be- I love uh, that. So. Let's say, let's say they're let's say the movie ends up doing okay internationally, and the franchise sits for another couple of years. Then they're going to try to bring it back again. Like, I know the answer is maybe they shouldn't, but like, mm-hmm. where would you go from here if you if you let's say somebody gave you the rights to this franchise and gave you a hundred and fifty million dollar budget and said we need you to bring Terminator back to its glory? Like, what would you do? And you're not allowed to say put it out of its misery. Hmm. Like it, like I know that's kind of a big question. Yeah, it's but. a big question. Well, it's hard. I, I think it would take some like it would take a rewatch of part one and two because, like you said earlier, two wraps itself up. Like it's hard to it's hard to figure out where the story goes. From. Like if if they if they save the day and there's no Skynet happening, you have to you have to come up with some sort of clever way for either Skynet to still happen or tell a story that maybe, maybe could be considered a Terminator story, but without explicitly being Skynet or, or maybe even maybe some other sort of, I don't know, man, it's hard to maybe some other sort of AI goes crazy and someone has to defeat it, but it's not really 
connect. I don't know. It's yeah. such a weird. I don't really know either. The story's wrapped up. Like it's a wrapped up story, and and you would have to you'd have to retcon something, or just be really clever and come up with something that connects to it without negating what they did in Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. I guess what I was thinking the I, when I was thinking about this movie before seeing it and thinking about what I'd want to see. I thought the potential of going back into the T2 timeline and back into early nineties and doing what we can with technology and de-aging, seeing and exploring more in that world and going with an alternate storyline of like, what if things had gone this way, but been the same familiar settings and with the same people. But I mean, they didn't do that. You got one scene and then that's kind of what they do with Janice. That's what they tried. To yeah. Do Part of it anyway. I think it would have to be a thing where it was like they would have to be like, hey, the events of Terminator 2 happened. Like that all happened. This story does not involve John Connor. It does not involve, you know, Arnold's Terminator. It would have to be its own. It would have to be it would have to be a different set of characters. Like you, you just can't keep trying to rely on. They've, they've been they've they've used these characters so many times that it just, it's not going to work anymore. Yeah. Some distance and time away, I think would be good. I I think they would kind of have to just reboot it. Like if, if they were, if they were going to have to like make another Terminator, let's say there was like one of those rights issues where they're like, we have to make something. Otherwise we lose the rights. Like I would like maybe remake Terminator. Like I know that seems blasphemous, but like I think just starting fresh, Mm-hmm. With a completely different story, loosely inspired by the originals, would probably, with the right filmmaker and right the correct you know good writing team and, and good actors, like maybe at least you could get something original and entertaining that's not trying to like deal with an extremely convoluted timeline. Yeah, mm-hmm. because right. otherwise you're just negating and retconning the first two movies would, over and over, would, and it's like I would, yeah, I would rather have that than a sequel, another sequel. Like, cause what are you going to do? Just like, like you would have to do something where like, it's the events of the first movie, but some, but some, a new Terminator is sent back and mm-hmm. like destroys Arnold. And then it just set like, it would be like another new timeline or something. Like, I just, I don't want to see that. Like I'd, I'd rather, um, or maybe something that takes place just solely in the future. Maybe something that takes place after the war. Like it's set in the Terminator universe, but it's a different story about different but soldiers. Fact, mm-hmm. But if it's after the, but if it's after the war, the war doesn't happen. Like that's retconning Terminator two, right? Because the war doesn't even happen. They 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 stopped it, right? Well, they did, but we. Uh, but it still <laughs> happened. The, the so war. Confu- I'm literally it's also getting confusing. confused. I was gonna say if Kristen Stewart was cast as Sarah Connor in this film, I would be interested. Also, remember in Genesis where Skynet was renamed Genesis? Like, they think, like, we're going to trick them. We, oh, it's not Skynet anymore. No. It's called Plasma Doodle. And it's way worse. Oh, dude. It's like, you thought nuclear bombs on a playground were bad? Wait, do you see Plasma Doodle? Because that shit will fuck you up. You'll melt your face off, man. Uh, yeah. So, okay, here's another question, and we'll wrap up. From a franchise perspective, you know we like our franchises. Does, by all accounts, a lukewarm critical reception is not what kept people away from this movie, right? It's not like, oh, the reviews are so terrible, people didn't go see it. 
it wasn't really controversial. It wasn't like, oh, people like hate the trip. Like just people just didn't go. Like we found out as well as James Cameron and Tim Miller and everybody else that for whatever reasons, people interest just, is not interest there. is not there right now, uh, especially in the United States for another Terminator movie. I'm, I don't even want to say what I'm about to say. And I think you both know where I'm going. When it comes to Bill and Ted, just kidding. Oh, dude, are you about to say what the thing has been stressing me out because of... Is there a chance that even if the next Ghostbusters movie is really great, let's say the fans love it. You can't make this argument. I think that the audience is clearly there for Ghostbusters. Why? Terminator, the Terminator franchise has made much more money than Ghostbusters has. Okay. Are you basing this because... you're, what you're saying is this could happen to Ghostbusters this 2020. Is, no, no, no. I'm not saying this, this could happen. Threatening. This but could the Terminator franchise. franchise has had so like okay, so Ghostbusters has had a reboot. There was a reboot that did not that did not do well. But there has not been a Ghostbusters sequel since 1989. Mm-hmm. Like a like a in-universe sequel. There have been four bad Terminator sequels since Terminator 2. You and know what TV I mean? Show. And they have all been, you know, Arnold has been in all of them. It's not like I, I don't know, man. I guess it could happen. Honestly, well, like it well, could. What I'm saying could, is, like, but I don't think it's. Go ahead. But my my questions are, even though, like, I still view, like, I I thought this. I didn't think Terminator was gonna like set the box office on fire. But I thought it was going to do better than it did. Um, especially when you like, j- like, I, guess, I didn't what though. It I didn't because it hasn't been that long since we've had like that. I think that's the main thing, man. Like there has not been a there's not been a Ghostbusters sequel that is, you know, in universe of the original for people to get excited about in you know, 30 years, there have been multiple Terminator sequels that have all been bad. We have reached a point collectively as a nation, as a world that nobody cares about Terminator because they know the sequels suck now. Everybody knows it. It's not like, it's not like this was the first Terminator since Terminator two. That's what James Cameron wants everybody to believe. But there have (laughs) been three other Terminator movies that have all been garbage. They come out every five to 10 years. There has been a Terminator movie and they all suck. So it's like everybody knows that it's not a secret. There hasn't been a Ghostbusters movie like you can't really count answer the call because that was that's a different timeline. It was a reboot. And I kind of think the fact that that went so wrong is probably going to be a good thing for the new Ghostbusters, because a lot of the people who either a lot of the people who didn't want answer the call to succeed before they even saw it. And a lot of the people who just didn't like it because it wasn't good are going to be excited because for their own separate reasons, but also all because this has got the, it's the original Ghostbusters. It's in the same continuity. It's directed by the son of the original film. People are going to be excited about it. Even if, even if it's bad, it's going to make more money than this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was saying the Ghostbusters house at Halloween, excuse me, Halloween Horror Nights. And I feel like there is, I don't know which 
franchise has grossed more money, but I feel like Ghostbusters has more of like a passion, passionate fan base and a draw. I don't know if that's true. Like, I, I, I think we're so close to it. Like, I know for us and our listeners, we're going to see Ghostbusters three times the first night. Like, it's not going to be. But I wonder if the collective conscious, like, does the average moviegoer know the last movie wasn't in the original universe? Like, yes, do I they? think they People do are because stupid. it was. Yeah, because it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Even not like, dude, that movie got so much. It's the that most movie, disliked and movies like yeah, of it's all like time. famous for that. Like even people who I think people who don't care about movies, yeah, that's a good just point. People who don't even care about movies know because the the shit that happened with Ghostbusters, answer the call, like all that online shit, all that really weird, yeah. you know, backlash about. That will go down and like that is movie history. Like yes. that was a big thing that happened. The, these and ter- people remember the, that these Terminator movies were like night burials. Like, let's get like they went out like they disappeared without people necessarily knowing and talking exactly. about them nearly as much as Answer the Call, which was a huge stink bomb all over the Internet for like a whole year. Um, and do I, you I don't think do you think it's important for the marketing of Ghostbusters 2020 to really hammer home, like, this is not... All you have to do is show Dan Aykroyd in a flight suit. Any of Is them. that it, you think? Yeah, that is no. enough. For, I mean, there's... Why don't you think so, Jake? I, because I think... Um, I think this movie is a hundred... Like, I think there are people... People who aren't like us that don't, like, just follow movies. It is... I, I feel like answer the call was a little bit of, of a different thing because it was such a because people made such a big deal out of it. But I think the average like moviegoer who doesn't care about things, if they see a trailer for Ghostbusters and it does not hammer it in your face that this is original actors, original, then they're then they're going to just think it's a reboot. They're just because that's the kind of movie world we live in. Everything is a everything is a reboot, like everything is a remake. Ghostbusters, there hasn't been a Ghostbusters movie since 1989. Nobody is going to see Finn Wolfhard and Carrie Coons and McKenna Grace and be like, oh, this is Ghostbusters. If they're not like hammering at home, Bill Murray and fucking Dan Aykroyd are in this movie, then people other than the Ghostbusters community aren't going to know it. And they're not going to care to look up the information to figure it out. And even if it is slightly even if it's in in the trailer enough for us to know it we watch tons of movies like we're like it's not that's why i think though that's why i think the movie is going to be called ghostbusters 3 because that's a really exactly i agree with you that's a really easy way to be like this is the third one because you're you're right and part of me thinks like i i told you this already but it's like as a as a moviegoer and as a big fan of Ghostbusters or any franchise or any movie period, you want the trailers to be like how st- the Star Wars trailers are now, where you can watch. We just watched the final Star Wars trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine, and we have no fucking clue right. what's going to happen in that movie. Like they they can keep they can keep the Star Wars trailers vague because everybody's going to go see a Star Wars movie no matter what. But it's like 
any other movie, if you want people to see it, you fucking spoil it in the trailer. And it's like, I don't want the trailer to be spoiled. No. But to get the most people possible to go see that movie, you better let people know that Bill Murray's in that fucking movie. That's what I'm as saying. As soon as you can. I think that the teaser, I think there will be planned teaser images with the marketing that shows like a going back to their roots and some like a like old looking photo that, type thing. Like I, I agree, but that shit doesn't work because that shit is for us. That kind of stuff like teaser images. That's the kind of stuff we like because mm-hmm. we look at websites and we follow everybody on Instagram. The, the fucking regular moviegoer who's not doing anything but just the watching YouTube or watching like Hulu. Mm-hmm. They're only they only know that a Ghostbusters movie is coming out because the trailer pops up. So it's going to be in that trailer. Like it either it's either going to be hardcore in those trailers and let everybody know or it's not going to be. And it might it 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 might hurt the sales a little bit. Um, I love this discussion. Jake, I just sent you a Facebook message. We'll, we'll end on this. Um, so this actor, Oliver Cooper, uh, is reportedly in the new Can Ghostbusters. Can we play our trailer watch song before we announce Do, it? Should we play it again? Play it again. Cause this is <laughs> Ghostbusters related. No, news. but this isn't the trailer watch. Mm-hmm. I've already, I hit my trailer watch allotment. Yeah. But for the, uh, I think for the people, we should make a timestamp and add it. Okay. Um, so this guy, I'm not familiar with this actor. Oliver Cooper. Uh, Jake, are you seeing this article? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. The only thing I'll say is that he kind of looks like Harold Ramis. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. is this, this character is this character is possibly going to be a, maybe he is the son of Egon and <laughs> yeah. the father of McKenna Grace. I don't know. He's only, I looked it up. He's only 29 years old. Dude. Um, so I don't know. Uh, there's no other. I got feelings. I got ideas. As soon as I saw that, he's only. But he he definitely looks. He's uh, a little heftier than a young Harold Ramis, but on par with an adult. But Harold maybe Ramis. if he's been on the other side of somewhere for a very long time, aging and growing, and that's what I think is that they're gonna like have to save him, and he'll come back at the end. And maybe he could be playing a like a de-aged Harold Ramis. Weird. I don't know. That's by the way. Everything we just said is speculation. Yeah, so I don't know. Anything. I don't know. But. It, what's interesting is that when you know the movie's filmed already, it's not like they brought him on set this week. Uh, right. So they're just announcing to the public that he was part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me see if there's anything else on this article. No, not really. It's just. All right, well, cool. We'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This was a fun discussion. I think we're going to have a lot more discussions like this in the coming months because things like The Rise of Skywalker, Doctor Sleep, Doctor Sleep, Ghostbusters 2020, Bill and Ted Face the Music, Jurassic World 3, and I don't know, everything else. I read yesterday that uh, our uh, uh, Frodo Baggins, what's that actor's name? Elijah Wood. Mm -hmm. Is trying to buy the rights to Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Because uh, he wants to make a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. He said he's got a really good take on it. So okay. uh, these movies are going nowhere. So we're going to have plenty to talk about. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you want to give us your thoughts on Terminator Dark Fate after listening to this discussion, we're going to ask you 
to join the official Facebook group of Yes Have Some Podcast. It is called Yes Have Some Group Therapy. And Abigail is going to tell you about it right now. Yes. All you have to do is log into Facebook, search for Yes Have Some Podcast, find our page, give it a like so you can stay up to date with all of our stuff. Uh, Scroll down the page and you'll find Yes Have Some Group Therapy pop up as an option. Click that and ask to join and you can become one of the uh, almost a thousand members. I feel we're getting close at this point. We got a lot of people in there. So join up um, and you can post your thoughts about Dark Fate, like Craig said, or about um, how you're trying to buy things on eBay and your friends are buying them um, before you get to them or whatever's stressing you out. You can get on there and talk about it. Um, No memes and keep it quality. It's a safe space to talk about all your stuff, though, guys. It's a, you know, join up. Thank you. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, Jake, anything else before we sign off? He did? Yeah. They are? Whoa. I think somebody's stuck in a well. Uh, All right, everybody. For Jacob Walsh and Abigail Gardner, my name is Craig Goldberg. My advice to the people who own the Terminator rights, go on vacation. Take some time. Think about what you want to do. Go to that beach that Sarah Connor went to. Don't go there. (laughs) Also, I thought that... If you are the rights holders for the Terminator movies... You have my permission to die. Uh, uh, I thought the Terminator after you killed John Connor was just going to walk into the ocean. I thought this is where he was going. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> He's going to swim. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. We'll see you next week. I wish you would have bought a drink. Yeah. <laughs> like after killing him? Maybe it's yeah. a tumor. <laughs> Get one of those uh, beers with a little lime in it. Like like he's so fond of as a dad. <laughs> By the why way, why didn't he put the sunglasses on? That, I will say this: when he was, well, yeah, handing, why didn't he put the sunglasses? That was so why is annoying. he drinking? How can he drink beer? Well, he never drinks it. He, he was just getting the beers for the other people. I was going to get very upset if he took a sip. So you're telling, so you're telling me that the family that he's been with, literally, they say in the movie that he's been with that family since a few months after killing John Connor. Yeah. That they don't know he's a robot. They have never seen him ingest any food or drink. That is impossible. That, you have that a physical would, relationship. You, that I was about to say the physical relationship. He never relationship has dinner with them. Dude, fuck this. They don't fuck. I don't get it. All right. On that note, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>